It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there on this snowy day along the Wasatch Front, wherever you might be, even if it's not in Utah. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Going to be a very sound-heavy episode ahead. You're going to hear from two very interesting folks. First off, former BYU Athletic Director Rondell Felberg. A very interesting take on current BYU AD Tom Homo from a guy who used to sit in the chair that Tom Homo now occupies. You'll also hear an exclusive one-on-one conversation with BYU offensive lineman Joe Tukuafu. How is he approaching this bowl game? Will it be the final game he plays as a BYU Cougar? We'll get to all of that ahead on today's show as well as catching you up on the latest when it comes to all American teams, all independent honors, and a whole lot more. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor. That is our friends over at NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth, head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for a special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. All right, without further ado, let's get rolling here on a Thursday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 16th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and my day job. But thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show, but a quick reminder for you guys, if you don't mind, please leave us a rating and review, especially if you happen to be listening to us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the vast majority of podcast listeners listen on an iOS device, an Apple device. So leaving us those five-star ratings as well as some thoughts, what you like about the show, etc. is very much appreciated and helps us show up in that suggested podcast feed for other BYU fans who may not know that we exist quite yet, even though we're over three years into this venture and almost a thousand episodes, folks. We've almost gone a thousand times on this show. It's been an absolute privilege and a blast to be with you guys that often and looking forward to many many more episodes to come. All right. As I mentioned in the open, we're going to have a very sound heavy episode. A couple of notes before we get to some thoughts from Rondo Felberg on BYU AD Tom Homo. BYU early signing day and the early signing period for them, based on everything I understand, is for all intents and purposes done. They signed 19 players, the 19 players they expected to sign. Kalani Satake in his comments yesterday to the media about signing day really said the only defense, uh, the position group that he mentioned or specified, they'd be looking at in this next month and a half ahead of the uh, actual National Signing Day in early February is defensive back. That is one of those position groups, and Ed Lamb also spoke to this, that it's very much BYU is willing to take gambles on what they call developmental prospects. The two position groups I feel like BYU gambles on the most with regards to guys who have measurable speed, uh, length, athleticism, and maybe don't have the bona fide accolades as a position uh, player at that group are defensive line and defensive back. BYU is betting on the fact that they can develop guys with the measurables, the skills that they covet, and make them into serviceable players. 
Will that gamble pay off as they move into the Big 12? Only time will tell, but it sure seems like those are the two position groups, at least that I kind of see, that BYU is very much uh, going to stick with the developmental route as they head into the Big 12. Maybe that philosophy will change, but at least in the time for the time being, appears that's what it's going to be. Now, Kalani Sitake was also asked during the press conference yesterday about the NCAA investigation into the relationship between Built Bar, the name, image, and likeness agreement that they have with BYU football, and obviously uh, Daniel Libet from Sportico speaking, uh, actually not speaking, writing a story saying that the NCAA is actively, is what he said, actively investigating that deal. Well, everything, as I mentioned earlier on this week, for everything I have heard out of the program is is for all intents and purposes, it is done in, in the past. That's what I have been told by people close to the situation. Well, Kalani was asked about the situation, what he makes of the reported investigation into the Built Bar NIL deal. Well, here is exactly what Kalani Satake had to say about it. That's fine. Yeah, we have nothing to hide. So it, it, we, we care about our players and, our, and our, that means our walk-ons as well. So if they want to question that, that's okay. We'll be fine. Listen, if there's any improprieties behind the scenes on this when it comes to BYU football, I'd be hard-pressed to dig them out myself. I, I just look at this, and I think that BYU has handled this the right way. The statement uh, from BYU Associate Athletic Director for Communications, John McBride, said the NCAA has no further questions on this. There's nothing else to pursue here. And that question did come from Alex Vihar of the Salt Lake Tribune. And I understand why he's asking the question because he's trying to find an angle on this. But I really feel like if there was something impropriety, whether it was something that was not meant to be done, BYU wouldn't be as open as saying, go ahead and look at it. Let's dig into it. You heard Kalani so nonchalant about it. Maybe that's him just playing cool, but it sure seems like to me Kalani's like, go ahead and dig into it. See what you guys can come up with. Prove it. Uh, just, I, I like the way BYU is approaching this. And as I said earlier on this week on the podcast, when I asked to kind of share my thoughts on it, BYU should just tell the NCAA to go pound sand. That's that's just how they should handle it. All right, uh, we're going to get to Rondo Felberg's comments here in a moment. Just a couple other notes before we get to that is congratulations to Tyler Algier. He has been named a fourth-team All-American by Phil Steele, of course, the godfather of college football previews. He does his own All-American teams. Uh, the sophomore running back, fourth-team All-American with 1,409 yards and obviously tied for the nation lead in rushing touchdowns with 20. That is his third uh, All-American citation this season. Congratulations to Tyler Algier. Also, 10 Cougars named to the 2021 Phil Still All-Independent teams for offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, led by Tyler Algier, Cougars had six players on the All-Independent Offensive First Team. Joining Algier was quarterback Jaron Hall, wide receiver Puka Nakua, tight end Isaac Rex, right guard Clark Barrington, and left tackle Blake Freeland. Rex and Algier were also named to the Phil Still All-Independent First Team for the second time, having both been named All-Independent in 2020. Cornerback Caleb Hayes was named First Team All-Independent Defense for the 2020 one season, while punter Ryan Rico was named All-Independent First Team punter for the second consecutive year. And then in addition, two additional Cougars, linebacker Peyton Wilgar and safety Malik Moore were named to the second team All-Independent Defense. Congratulations to all those players. Well-deserved honors and obviously all of them enjoying very very good career, not very good careers, very good seasons to this point, and obviously looking to finish it off with a bang against USB, U, UA, not USC, UAB on Saturday. 
I will preview that game more in its entirety tomorrow here on the podcast, so stay tuned for that. But coming up in a minute... BYU, obviously, is going into a new era, joining the Big 12. Well, the guy who has really helped shepherd them through their decade-plus long independent streak, got them into independence, and now has veered them into the Big 12, is none other than Tom Homo, a guy who once sat in the chair that Tom Homo now occupies, the athletic director's seat, Rondo Felberg, a guy who is very familiar with how BYU operates, had some very, very good thoughts and some very, uh, I'd say, praiseworthy thoughts of the job that Tom Homo has done. We'll let you hear those here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at NetSuite. This is it, my friends, the putt to win the tournament. If you seek it, sink it, excuse me, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Oh my goodness. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software to see the full picture you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So take advantage of this offer that we're going to talk about here momentarily. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. Head to netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Once again, that's netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. All right, my friends, we've been telling you about prize picks for some time now. If you have still not signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to the college football action out there, prize picks makes college basketball that much more exciting. Prize picks is a daily is a leader, excuse me, in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football and basketball props than anybody else out there. They offer all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you may not have ever heard of. They offer any prop you can think of. In hoops, you can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more than that. And the best part is you pick two to five players and just an over-under on their projections, and you went up to 10 times back on any of the entries, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. The best part is your entries can be made in 60 seconds or less at pricepicks.com or on their award-winning app, which you can download in your app store and get started there. And right now, they're offering a 100% instant deposit match to all of our listeners. Just be sure to use the promo code Locked On to get that 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's a great opportunity, folks. You put $100 in, you can get 200 bucks to play with. Take advantage of it now. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals of your winnings. So do not hesitate. Check out PrizePix.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021 local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins tomorrow, Friday. Check it out, my friends. It'll be free and available on all podcasting platforms. All right, Rondo Felberg, former BYU athletic director and just all-around gentleman and good guy, joined DJ and PK, the show that I happen to be the executive producer for yesterday, to talk... Excuse me, that been on yeah, yesterday. He talked a lot about BYU football and obviously the move into the Big 12, the investment in the program. But the guy who behind the scenes who 
I personally think has not gotten enough credit for what he has done for BYU football during his long tenure as BYU's athletic director is Tom Homo. Yes, has he gotten plenty of plaudits? Sure. But this is a guy who has deferred a lot of the attention to his coaches, to his other administrators that work for him. Well, Rondell Felberg, a guy who is very familiar with the pressures of being BYU athletic director, spoke to the job that Tom Homo has done. We'll let you hear what he had to say talking with DJ and PK about the job that Tom Homo has done at BYU. I wanted to ask you about the influence of Tom Homo and how much credit or recognition or whatever you want to say he deserves in getting all this stuff done, all the stuff that he's been able to do over the last decade and a half. It is not possible to overstate what he has done. Um, What you need at BYU And what is unique about Tom is you need somebody who doesn't need the spotlight and quite happy not to have the spotlight. That's the perfect personality. That's Tom. But is the sort of the steady hand, the the, the sort of guy who's willing to stay in the background and yet has extraordinary relationships connections everywhere, both laterally and vertically. He has the connections. He's so respected by his peers across the nation. Um, Everybody likes Tom Homo. It's very, very hard to find anybody in sport that you cannot find somebody very quickly who's willing to criticize him or trash him. And Tom is one of the very few exceptions. You can't find anybody critical of Tom Homo. In fact, the criticism that gets leveled at Tom is that nobody's that nice. Nobody's that calm. Nobody's that stable. Uh, it's it's got to be a game. It can't be real. That's the criticism. Uh, Tom has been marvelous. You know the, the 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 story of Tom, don't you? Of how he got here? Yeah, because I was going to ask you about that. That you know, a lot of times ads are just old football coaches, the good old boy network. But I believe you had told me years ago that Tom had targeted uh, way back when the desire to oh, be yeah. in an athletic administration. Well, not just athletic administration. Um, I thought I was going to be the AD who was going to ultimately replace Lavelle. And so in usual Rondo fashion, I prepared a, a, a short list. And then I quietly went and visited every single one of those coaches that were on. I whittled it down. Uh, to about a dozen, and then I narrowed that down to four or five. Um, And I went and visited every one of them, watched them coaching practices, watched them in games, stayed in their homes, literally stayed in their homes, uh, so that I knew what we were going to have or potentially have. And I stayed in Tom and Lori's home. He was, at that time, the defensive backs coach for the 49ers. And uh, I stayed a weekend with him, uh, watched him in Saturday practice, went to church with him, did the whole deal, and then was on the sidelines with him for their Monday night game. And uh, I was so impressed with with um, both his de- demeanor and his, I mean, he was, the guy 
the guy looks like he's very calm and like he's almost passive. But, oh, my goodness, when it comes to football and when it comes to coaching, I mean, he was intense and focused. I was, I was so surprised and so impressed. So, anyway, uh, I, I tell him, okay, Tom, you know, you know, is this something that you're interested in, something you want? And he goes, oh, Rondo, he said, I don't want Lavelle's job. You don't? He said, no. I mean, he was just as deadpan and sober as he, no, I don't want Lavelle's job. Really? No, I want your job. <laughs> what? He says, yeah. He says, that's what I want. I want your job. And so he and I agreed right there that if we hired him to replace Lavelle, I would give him a five-year deal. And at the end of that five years, he had the absolute right at his choice. If he was, if he was our coach for five years, he had the absolute right to come onto my staff as senior associate athletic director, the number two guy. Now that meant I had to have Pete Whitback and Val Hale both agree to that, which they did, um, in order to get Tom. And so that was a done deal. So Tom had already planned if if we hired him to replace Lavelle um, uh, to come into administration. So, yeah, he he's right where he wanted to be. Right. And that's another reason, I think, for his longevity. I mean, he, he's in the job he wanted. He's in, this, this was his ultimate destination. The criticism that exists most out there, according to Rondo Felberg about Tom Homo, is he's too nice, he's too cool under pressure, but those are two marks of just an elite athletic administrator. I think there were a lot of people who had a lot of question marks about Tom Homo when he got the job at BYU as their athletic director, but the proof is in the pudding, my friends. When you are a good good hire, a guy who is more than capable of doing the job, you last as long as Tom Homo has. He will last at BYU for however long, much however much longer he wants to be the guy in Provo. I, I can tell you that much. Does that mean he's going to be gone in two years? Does that mean he's going to be gone in ten years? Only he knows, really. And he, he's spoken to this. I actually asked him the question a couple years ago. Actually, it might have been a year ago, maybe two, about when he would decide to hang it up. And he says he has some people that are in his corner, some of his, I guess, would call confidants who he has said if you ever see me slipping let me know and that's when i will step away well there's a lot to be said for being self-aware and understanding when it's time to call it a day but i very much think that tom homo deserves a lot of credit for what he has done for byu sports and in particular shepherding them into independence building some absolutely stellar schedules and obviously now getting byu into the big 12 just this is a this is something that Tom Homo deserves, and Ronald Felberg absolutely nailed it, I thought, with his thoughts on the job that Tom Homo has done. And really cool to hear him talk about the fact that Tom Homo, he's been angling for years for this gig, and he's worked his way towards getting it the entire time. All the different jobs he took ultimately led him down this path. So thank you to Ronald Felberg. Thank you to DJ and PK for allowing me to use that sound. I happen to be the producer, so I can just pull it and use it. So really, really cool to hear those thoughts all the same. All right, coming up here in 
just a moment. We'll round out to today today's show. Excuse me if I can get the words out of my mouth, Junior. We're going to talk with BYU offensive lineman Joe Tukuafu. Joe Tukuafu. Wow. I am struggling, folks. An exclusive one-on-one conversation with the BYU offensive lineman, a starter for BYU. You'll hear a lot about his background. When did he first start playing offensive line? Well, it might be more recent than you might think. We'll get to all of that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Boost Mobile. And of course, you're listening to a podcast here. Most of us listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes of your favorite podcast, just like this one. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family also can harness all that brain power too. The best part is you have the power of one of America's largest 5G networks behind you so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you will save and all that knowledge you will gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung A32 5G phone when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. Now, more power to save. That's our friends at Boost Mobile. And now for a little legalese for you guys. Free limited phone, limited new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for more details. One final time out on today's show to talk about our friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues their march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to, head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball to football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games online. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Sign up for free now at betonline.ag where the game starts. Please be joined now by BYU offensive lineman Joe Tukuafu. Joe, thank you for taking some time. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, fun time of year, obviously. This time of year, you guys head to the bowl destination. There, it's, This year, it's Shreveport, Louisiana. You're an upperclassman. Anything different about this year versus previous bowl trips for you? Um, yes, I'm, I'm definitely a lot more locked in, a lot more focused, um, just being a starter now and um, it's good. We're ready for UAB. Um, we're a fast, physical, tough team, and so we'll be ready to play them from Saturday. Okay, so you obviously, as you mentioned, have become a starter on this offensive line. You've had a long, I'd call it a circuitous route to where you've gotten today. Can you just kind of walk us through the whole uh, situation? Because if I'm not mistaken, you graduated high school in what, 2013 or 2014? 2014, yes. It's, it's been long. It's it's a route, but I'm grateful for this route. Um, 2014, one of my missions came back, enrolled in 2017. Um, came back, and I was a tight end on the roster. Um, Retro that first year, um, due to some things, I had to take the next year off. And so that was my freshman year. That was that started of my clock. And so I came back as a sophomore tight end in 2019. Mid-season, got moved to offensive line after some injuries happened, and um, I've been learning the offensive line position for two years. I just completed two years now, and so um, I like it. It's, it's actually really fun. It's fun to play with five guys and to figure out the box. Um, never played it in my life until now, and so I really like it. I'm, I'm enjoying the process of playing offensive line. 
Yeah, I remember you in the prep ranks. You were a pretty highly thought of tight end. Did it ever enter your mind that you might end up playing offensive line? To be honest, not really. Not really, but um, when the opportunity was presented to play offensive line, um, I kind of just trusted the coaches' opinions and, and what they have told me and what they thought was best for me. And I took it, and I can't say that I, that I regret it. And so it's been, it's been a ride. It's been fun. Grateful to play with the offensive line. Uh, your time at BYU kind of coincides with Jeff Grimes, uh, also with the other offensive line coaches who have come through, guys like Eric Mateos, Ryan Pugh, and now uh, Coach uh, uh, Funk. How fun has that been for you to have had all of those coaches come through and to learn from all of them? It's actually been really great. There's been a lot of different perspectives, but it's it's been great to to see the knowledge that they've been able to to attain throughout their years of coaching. That's that's a lot of years of coaching within those four names. And so um, it's just been great to learn from those guys. And um, I can't say that it was anything short of what I had expected. They, they've gone up and over with everything that they've taught me. And so um, I've been able to pick up new things throughout these two years of playing the offensive line from each one of them. And so I'm just grateful for the knowledge that they have and what they've been able to coach me. Okay, I, I got to ask this question. I want to get back to your offensive line in a second, but I do need to ask this question. Uh, there's that famous story out there, out there about you and Tyler Algier having worked at Walmart on overnight shifts. Is that true? Um, to be honest, I, I wasn't working overnight shifts at Walmart with him. But I was working when I was out, and so um, I've, I've had work experience, and so I'm kind of I'm kind of for playing football as long as I can, and so... That's that. <laughs> uh, I can understand that. I, I think anybody who's gone kind of the walk-on route like you or Tyler completely understand how how much of a difficulty it can be to be able to pay for school and also balance playing football. But once you get put on scholarship, how how much of a difference and how much of a burden's lifted off of you? Exactly. And so I'm I'm just grateful to be where I'm at and be 25, still playing football in college at a at a high level. And so I'm just grateful to be here, man. Bless. Okay, so do you have aspirations of pursuing this at the highest level and seeing what you can do in the NFL? Um, I actually do. I've only been playing offensive line for two years, and so um, with me, I feel like the progression that I've made in these past two years has been a, a big jump after not having played the position at all or even understanding what it is after being outside the box my whole life. And so um, if, if it takes me there, it takes me there, and I, I would take full advantage of it, complete advantage of being able to play at the next level. And, and I help, really think I'm capable of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And help me clarify, are you planning on uh, going after this year to pursue that, or are you planning on playing another year at BYU? Um, right now, it's up in the air. Well, I'll make that decision come a couple of weeks after this bowl game, and so I just want to get out to the street for it. Okay. Handle business, see, see where everything's at, and if it happens to come back, it happens to come back. If it happens to go, that, that, that's what will happen. But right now, I'm fully focused on street for and the UAB. Okay, and, and your background, when you moved over to offensive line, you started out at center, was that right? Yes, last year. Okay, so I, and trust me, I, I've talked to enough guys, I feel like, and I played only past the high school level, I did play <laughs> offensive line, but I played center, and that seems to be one of the more thinking man's positions. Do you think... Yes, you, it, it, I was I was really... It was it was really weird in the start to, to play center. I really didn't expect what... Or I didn't really know what a center did. Until I got there, and then I gained a lot more respect for centers. But ever since then, I'm glad I've played center because now it's it's been a help playing other positions because I know where the point is, I know where the mic is, I know what the call is, and so I'm I was blessed to be able to even play center. So 
yeah. What about playing guard fits your skill set better, in your opinion? Uh, I love guard. I think guard guard is really it's a really physical spot. Um, you have a lot more um, tasks to do, and so, but it's a lot more physical than center. It's uh, you're 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 more of a bully, and so I I, I really enjoy moving and the transition to guard. Okay, let's talk a little bit about this bowl game this week. Uh, what do you see on film from UAB on defense? Man, I see a great defense. I see a defense that moves a lot. I see a defense that's fast. I see D linemen that that take um, gaps that are there. If you give it to them, I see D linemen that have a lot of pass rush moves, and um, they're definitely not a team to sleep on. I'm I'm excited to to see how we play against them on Saturday, but I'm really excited to go over against this great defense. Their coaches have a great scheme. The defense is. is the defensive players are bought into the scheme, and it's just great to see it on film. And I'm I'm just up for the challenge and ready for them. Is there a defense you as a face this year that you could compare them to? Maybe. Um, not off the top of my head, but I would say that the the way that I've seen them play on film is I, I'd rank them among the top half, and so um, they're definitely no sleeper. So you put them in the top half. That's you guys played seven power five teams. You put them above some of those power five teams you played. Then is that right? Yeah, I, I mean the defense got some dudes, and so um, they're they're fast, they're physical, they got a nice twitch. They actually have a ton of pass move, pass rush moves, and a lot of them do. And so they they move around a lot. The defensive ends come into three techs and two eyes, and so it's a lot to handle. All right, and obviously you've dealt with James Empey having injuries. They've uh, moved Connor Payne to that center position, but also to your to your right side out of that right tackle position. You had Harris LeChance to start the year. Then it shifted to uh, uh, Campbell Barrington and then also Brayton mm-hmm. Time. How's that yeah. been trying to adapt to playing with all those different dudes? It's good. Um, I, I just try to be the man that, that brings the confidence to them. And um, if it's a new guy or if it's a guy returning, I just, I just want to be the guy that's consistent with them and in their ear and helping them out and giving them that confidence that they need because it's, it's obviously not easy to come in and play, especially in the middle of a game when you have Campbell come in the middle game, you have Brandon Kime come in the middle of the game. And so it's definitely not easy. And so it's, I just try to lighten the burden of being the guy that brings confidence to them, hyping them up, being their hype man, telling them that they're, that they're good and that they'll beat the guy across the line. And so I just try to be that guy, lock out all the noise and, be the positive guy because I know that it could be really stressful at times. Is that weird? Do you think that you are now kind of that that voice of reason? I you said <laughs> you haven't played offensive line for more than just two years. Yeah, man, I, I thought about it actually a couple of weeks ago during a bye week, and I don't know. I just, I just, I would have wanted a guy to be like that, which I really did have guys like that, like Shannon Perry and Christian Hodge and Brady Christensen, and so I just, I just wanted to pay that forward and help the next man up, and so. A lot of times that's all you need, and those guys have stepped in and they played really well. You've been around the program, as you mentioned, quite a long time. What is your favorite part of a bowl week? The favorite part of what? Uh, of, of a bowl week, like going to a bowl game. What's your favorite part of it? Um, I really enjoyed the team activities. Um, we go out there and the bowl committee has activities for both teams to compete or just to have fun and have dinner together, and it's always good to go and enjoy the week with the opposing team, and there's a lot of teams that try to intimidate you throughout the week, but as BYU and with what we stand for, we try to be friends and make friends and um, just be buds with them. And so that's, that's what I look forward to going out the street for is being friends 
with them throughout the week and then playing them on Saturday and then enjoying the break. How do you guys balance this week in terms of having fun versus also making sure that you take care of business on the field? Um, we, we figured out that we, that we take care of business the best when we're having fun and when we are having, when we are being our best self. And so, um, Kalani's preached that since fall camp and that's something that we try to focus on is having fun on the sideline as a team on the field, smiling on the field. If you get knocked down, you get up a smile, you knock someone down, you help them up just because that, that limits the frustration that limits the anger that limits everything else. And it, allows you to have more fun. You play with an open mind. And so I'm grateful that Kalani has been able to preach, to preach us those principles throughout the season. Okay. Two things left for me here, Joe, how cool was it to see Kalani Satake get that new deal that locks him up with the Cougars? Man, it's great. Um, I was, I was one of the first couple to come down here when he had made a transition and, and I had transferred down here. So it's been great to see him be able to, to get the extension. He loves BYU. He loves Cougar Nation. He loves what we stand for and what we do. And so he, I know that he wants to be here for a while if, if everything works out well for him. And so um, it was great to see him. It, he, was, he was all smiles all week, but we kind of had a feeling. And then he came out and he broke the news to us. So it was great to just see him happy because this is something that he's very passionate about. And last thing for me, if I'm not mistaken, during your time as a walk-on, I think you worked with the road crews that work on I-15. Is that right? I did. Triple-A barricade. Okay. How, how unique of an experience was that? Man, it was really unique. It was, um, I was just looking for a job. I got connected with some people, and I got on. And it was actually, I really enjoyed it. It, it taught me a lot about, um, just about work ethic and being a student athlete your whole life, you kind of get in this notion of doing the same thing every year, the same thing every day during the off season, coming in during the season, doing the same thing. And then everything got swiped out for me. And so I had to go out and find a job and it was just good. It taught me great work ethic. It taught me about, I guess, working and, and the job world. And so um, I was just grateful for that experience because I feel like it's, it's taught me a lot since I've been back. Um, it's taught me a lot to just enjoy football for what it is. It's taught me to enjoy being here at BYU, at getting paid to play football, you know, and so it's it's great. I'd rather, I would honestly say I'd rather play football and get paid on a scholarship than to be out there working. And so it's been great that I had that experience and I, I tell players on the team, you know, if you want to work, you want to work, but you're going to regret wanting to just walk away if you still have time on your clock. And so... All right, so Joe, I, I I remember seeing your social media post during that era, and you would be on I fifteen. It felt like in the dead of night, have the freeway shut down. It kind of be a kind of a surreal thought to be like, this is where people normally are driving like 70, 80, 90 miles an hour, and I've got it all shut down here. Yeah, it was great. It was great to help out with that UBU pedestrian bridge and to just shut it down. And I've had moments where I did think about um, think about that and how people are here zooming zooming down I fifteen and that. It's crazy that we were just able to just put traffic and, and have them exit at different exits. And um, it was just a unique experience that I was able to have, and I was grateful for it. Well, Joe, thanks for taking the time. We look forward to catching up with you down the road at some point, and I uh, hope that you guys enjoy the bowl game and take care of business at the same time, all right? Jake, thank you for this. Happy holidays. There you go. BYU offensive lineman Joe Tukuafu, and I sincerely hope that he comes back for another year because that was a very fun conversation. I would love nothing more than to have more conversations like that, but very much uh, 
expect him to make a decision that is in his best interest, no matter what it is, after the season concludes on Saturday against UAB. So a big thank you once again to Joe Tukawafu for taking the time, and hopefully you guys took something away from that. Crazy to think that he has been around football that long. 2014. Folks, I wasn't married when Joe Tukawafu graduated high school and started playing college football. I now have two kids. That should show you how long it's been, but still absolutely crazy. And congratulations to him on a great career to this point. And hopefully it is not slowing down or stopping anytime soon. One quick note. I know we're over time on today's show, but a quick note. Congratulations to BYU women's soccer sensation Cameron Tucker. She has signed a two-year deal with Gotham FC from the National Women's Soccer League. That was announced yesterday. She played five seasons at BYU, registered the sixth most goals all-time with 43 and eighth most all-time assists with 29. Just an offense of machine at forward for BYU. Ashley Hatch, the former BYU sensation herself, was the NWSL MVP this year, has now been a mainstay on BYU, uh, not the BYU, the United States women's national team. Well, hopefully Cameron Tucker can follow in those steps. And by the way, Gotham FC, which plays in New York, is not a better named franchise, I think, out there. It's absolutely phenomenal. So congratulations to Cameron Tucker. Hopefully she gets that opportunity on that two-year deal to really show what she can do. Playing for Scott Parkinson, some of you who pay attention to Utah Royals soccer when they were here in town, Scott Parkinson was an assistant coach for that franchise, now coaching with Gotham FC. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you for your support of the podcast. As always, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. Feel free to reach out anytime via email as well. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. And until next time, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now make Locked On Big 12 your second listen of the day. You'll hear my voice on our annual, no, no, annual weekly crossover episode over there on Locked On Big 12. It is free and available on all podcasting platforms. Thank you once again for joining us. Have a great day whenever you hear this, my friends, and we will talk to you guys again soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 16th, 2021, and we will catch you guys manana. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.